G'day legends and welcome back to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast. Obviously last week, a little bit of a hiccup. Mm. We just couldn't quite get it all together in terms of putting this podcast together. We're just busy men. Yes. We tried something different with the Instagram story. It went okay. We yeah. had some viewers. Oh, I had a bit of internet uh, difficulties out in North Rocks at the time, but uh, look, apologise to the viewers for that. But as you say, Ned, we're a couple of blokes that love our racing, but our lives are tumultuous. Absolutely turbulent. They would be. Look, I'm going to open up the floor here and just let everyone know it is 10.06 mm. on a Thursday on a school night. Glass of red. Yeah, a little, little red wine here. Glass of cab sav. It's been pissing down rain all night. I yep. came from training and I walked into Jackson House looking like a very, very wet, sorry young boy. <laughs> it was pretty cool, but he's been kind enough to give me the high pressure shower that's yep. nearby. Mm. Feeling good. Whopper. Oh, that Whopper was in there. sickening. Yep. What's your, like, talk me through your choice of takeaway fast food. Like, mm, what do you... That's tough. Like, like, I've had a Whopper tonight, and I haven't had a Whopper in years. Mm. Like, maybe since I was 10. I just think the Zinger box for me is the go-to, right? Because mm-hmm. it just hits. It's not a it's not a 10 out of 10 every time. Yeah. It's an 8. But you can rely on it being an 8. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can you can go to Macca's one night, and you can go get a Big Mac meal or a quarter pound, whatever you have, right? Yeah. Some nights it's a 9.5, and, and you're like, this is... This is, you know, a, a breath of God's air down my throat. <laughs> Other times it's a four. KFC, mate, they just hit the mark, mate. That they're always nice. Cascadian. They're always thereabouts. Speaking of Cascadian, we'll see him a little later on. We might have to call him the Colonel from now on. <laughs> Let's discuss the weekend that's just been a um, pretty reasonable weekend on the tip at a few few win- horses winning at odds. Yeah. Let's start with the All-Star Mile. So we obviously tipped Mr. Brightside, which was... Fantastic. So you've yep. done a fucking fantastic job there, Jacko. Yep. Around that $7 mark, I know you've had a piece yourself. Mm. Around the corner, it was literally, you thought Alligator Blood was going to have more of a kick than he did. Once yep. he didn't, it was all Brysides. Oh, super, super, super fucking win, wasn't it? I thought um, both Cascadian and The Inevitable were huge. The Inevitable, mm. obviously, the horse coming up from Tassie, they were very good through the line, but just a superb ride on Brightside. And the riding was on the wall, had a sense of timing about it. He was just on track the whole prep now, wasn't he? Yep. First, second up was always thereabouts and nice closing splits. But he's on to the Doncaster now, which is exciting. So, um, you know, there to defend his title. Mm. Where do you sit with Thunderstruck at the moment? Mm. Is it is he enough? He It was the first time I'd seen him not actually try yeah. when he's going for the line. Checked the vet's report and couldn't find anything, which is the big concern Heart for me. String. I don't know. I just It's the first time I've seen him not actually try when going to the line. Like he just said, this is too hard for me. And it wasn't up to the 2000. It was still at the mile, which we know he enjoys. Potentially, it was the Mini Valley track, which a lot of horses don't handle. It's certainly not his track. But in saying that, I need to see him come back and really put himself into a race again before I invest. I wonder what they'll do. I wonder if they'll tip him out now or they'll save him for a Queen Elizabeth. I gathered that the Queen Elizabeth was probably their last run they were thinking with him for the prep. But mm. after that, I don't know... 
what you do with him. So anyway, they know more than me. Mm. Let's go to Sydney. So we'll start with let's start with the slipper. So obviously Cylinder hit the front with two hundred to go. J Max picked Cylinder as his ride. Then Ryan Moore up the inside on Shinzo for Chrissy Waller at around 13 bucks. Just a start. Straight pass. Big clip over the back hind quarter. Don't these European jockeys just clip them nicely? Jesus. And we're going to see one on Saturday as well in Tom Marquin if you... You watch him get get hold of his horses, of you know, God, there is RSPCA involved, surely, but <laughs> fucking hell. But Ryan Moore is just a superstar jockey. Now, he's just an absolute superstar. Um, it was the one that he wanted coming over, and it was a tip in itself that he picked this horse. Obviously, there's that Coolmore connection. Um, great to see Australian racing up and about with the uh, the Sheikh Mohammed Al Baktoum on uh, cylinder, <laughs> and then the big the big conglomerate Coolmore from Ireland taking on each other for the the one two in our Golden Slipper. That's good to see. <laughs> But um, Shinzo was too good in the end. Interesting about the track on Saturday at Rose Hill, Ned. Um, they got the hoses out, unfortunately. And as always. As always, but, you know, they had the opportunity to run on some nice firm tracks over the last few weeks. That opportunity's now gone, mate, mm. because the rain's about, and you can forget about your fucking good fours and good and soft fives. They're gone, mate. Sevens and eights. Gone for the rest of the, the you know, the carnival, so... They missed their chance, but anyway, it was wet over the back, but you could see towards the end of the day, the fence was still coming back on, yeah. and Ryan Moore took, he, he knew, he obviously walked the track throughout the day, and he knew that was the lane where he had to be, came up underneath and then was too good. I would follow King's Gambit in third, and also Fantastic. Don Corleone, both of those runs were extremely, extremely good through the line. Watch them getting out to 1400s for a produce, a size produce, yep. and potentially even a champagne up to the mile. Yep. I thought Don Corleone was really good, sort of. Came across, looked like it was going to run into third, and then had got a little bit of a check with about 100 to go, straightened up again, ran a really good fourth. And King's Gambit, fuck, I thought it was the winner with 250 yep. to go, but yep. Shinzo too strong. Mm. Um, the big A, Animo. Let's chat Animo. He was three and four deep, the trip. I think once he jumped out, you sort of thought, okay, J-Mac's just going to have to take the medicine here and just keep him in a rhythm and keep him wide. Mm. He sort of, around the turn, he looked like he was going to win. Then he hit the front, and I thought, oh, no, the, he might be falling in a hole here, and then you sort of remembered who he was. Doesn't he just do enough to win each time? He just doesn't. Enough. He doesn't gap them. The only time I've seen him really put a space on him is the Rose Hill Guineas. That seven-lengther. That was ridiculous, where J-Mac really rode him through. But I think a year ago, J-Mac, jumping the way he does from the wide barrier, probably goes back towards last with him, and he might not win the race from there, but J-Mac's learned his lesson. He knows the, the horse he's got underneath him now. He knows what the horse is capable of. Kept him wide, but didn't leave him last. And that was the winning move in the end. Obviously, had to take his medicine from that wide barrier and not press him on to lead. He just kept him in rhythm, as he said, kept him breathing, and the horse just, his class just shown over the last 400 again with the challenges coming. He's just too good. Big question mark now, because there's a horse in town... Goes by Dubai Honor. Jesus. Ryan Moore also rode it in one of the previous races. Up to 2000 now for the Queen Elizabeth. Jesus. What are we doing? Are we going... I'll have to wait and see to, you know, have a look at the speed maps and the way that race is shaping up, but there's a definite challenger in town. Dubai Honor's race, it's win rated through the roof. Yeah. Animos is a bit hard to actually look at because it doesn't take into account the trip he had. Yep. So that's the problem with it. So I think he was a 101.5 rater, which is well below his best, which is around that 106, 107. Mm. But I think Dubai Honor was up around 107. Just a it was super, a ridiculous superb run. Race. Like ratings-wise, figures-wise, it was the best on the day. Yeah. Uh, for that horse to quicken like that first up was just 
it was you sit back and go, wow, like yeah. just made. And there wasn't scrubs in behind. There's Moanga Montefiulia, these horses yeah. in behind. Like he has given them a fucking galloping lesson. So watch out for this horse getting up to the Queen Elizabeth now against Thanamo. Rosal Guineas, we tip the Quinella here. Lindemann and Pericles. Yep. I know you had a piece on both. So well done. You must have been pretty happy at the 300 when you saw him pair off. Um, Nash, too strong on Lindemann. I think that if jockeys were swapped, he gets Pericles over the line. That's how big yeah. of an influence this bloke has oh, on horses. It was it was the best ride on the day. Unbelievable, It mate. was absolutely the best ride on the day because he, he got them running at the 600. But what he did between the three and the two in these sort of micro splits we talk about... He didn't exhaust the horse. He just kept it in rhythm and didn't ask for the 100%. Then over the last 200, he asked for the 100%. And he had more kick in the locker yep. when Pericles came up outside him. So I just thought it was an absolutely outstanding run. We know what Nash does. He's just, in, in my opinion, he's he's the one jockey that I always want to be on. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I, if I'm interested in a horse, it's always him. Um, and like I say, we, we back both and we tip both, so you've got to be pretty happy with that. Pericles don't hop off. They gap the rest mm-hmm. of the field. It's just two class horses pairing off, basically. I wonder what they'll do with Pericles and Lindemann now. Um, you wouldn't... Uh, I don't think Pericles is a derby horse, but who, who else is? I don't know. Do you just go for it? Yeah. Oh, well, they had the shot at the at the VRC derby with him last prep, so you think that's a logical next step? Yeah. I think it's his to lose if they go up there. Interesting. Fair enough. I would have thought Sharp and Smart have something to say about that, mm. but we'll see. Good horse. Um, look, let's go through the races for the weekend. Obviously, last weekend's a massive day, a golden slipper day. We've got five Group 1s in Sydney, and then we had the All-Star Mile down south. But let's go through the weekend. So we've got, we're going to do races 5 to 8 at Flemington and 4 to 8 in Sydney. But before we go through Flemington, can you give us a little bit of information about that little rail? <laughs> well, we're doing Moody Valley first, Ned. Sorry, wanna, I forgot wanna, about the Valley. Do you want to touch on the big Group 1 at Moody Valley on Friday night? There is a massive Group 1 at the Valley on mm. Friday night. Don't know what the rail's doing there. I'm going to say it's in the true. It's in the true, mate. Oh, you'd hope so for G1s. Correct. Group 1 meeting at Moody Valley. It's in the true. There's a bit of rain about in Melbourne this week, so it's a soft five at the moment, but anticipate it still to be in that range by tomorrow. There is a bit of rain about um, around there, so maybe soft five, worst case soft six. Horses to get their toe in, basically. Mate, race seven mm. is the race we're going to go through. Okay, right. We are going to go through it. Sorry, my bad. Are you giving me a bit of a clip? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. It is fucking quarter past ten, mate, <laughs> on a Thursday night. We are a couple of glasses of cab sab deep. And you've got the cashews in hand now, too. Um, look, it's over 1,200 metres. It's a William Reed. We've got Imperatrice, his $3 favourite from New Zealand. Ooh. Obviously having that nice first up run here as well. Jigsaw six dollars within the Congo at six dollars fifty. Bella Nipotine is there at eight fifty. King of Sparta twelves with Babylon Berlin also from New Zealand is fifteens. A case of you seventeens front page eighteen dollars with September Run. Mask Crusader twenty six. Chain of Lightning as well as Rock and Horse in the Congo from the pole rolls forward with Babylon Berlin to go with up from New Zealand. Jigsaw's absolutely low flying at the moment and there's no other way for them but to go forward. They're probably third in running and I think front page is not too far away. Chain of Lightning, um, also towards the inside, they're going to show a bit of speed. Imperatrice is drawn beautifully. Opie Boss has got plenty of options from there. And NZ Jockey that's come up to take this ride, so there's your tip straight away. Yep. Only run down by Artorius, first up over 1,300. Drops back to the 1,200 here on what looks to be a hot speed. This is the horse that's going to be able to handle that dropping back in trip. Obviously got the class, it's beaten some very good horses um, back in NZ, including La Creek and Levante. Brings the excellent form lines here. Artorias is the best form in the country at the moment for me. Yeah. Um, you know, measured up in that 1500 race, which was just a little bit of a bridge too far for him on the weekend. But 
that's the yardstick going in. I think 340 is a fair price for Imperatrice. I'm all over it. Only other horse that I want to save on is King of Sparta. I think he's been building a nice little, um, you know, productive campaign so far. A couple of breathtaking wins where he flogged him up in Queensland and came down and was actually a little bit unlucky um, third up in the Oakley Plate, but slashed home uh, for fourth on the inside on the worst part of the track. As long as it doesn't get too heavy or wet for him, he's still in play. I thought the favourite is a definite deserved favourite in Peritrees, as you said. Brings the correct form. Um, I think back to 1,200 metres appears to suit really, really well. Um, I don't know if it peaked last start or was just beaten by a good one in Artorias who was just ready and ready to pounce that yep. day. But yep. I think $3 is a good price. I'm going to have something on front page at $18 as well. My only query here is where does front page and Patrick Maloney actually get in the run? Mm. I'm hoping that they're either... One outside the leader, which I'm assuming the leader is going to be. Who's our leader going in to be? The Congo, in the Congo, probably goes forward. One. Yeah, I think. I think in the Congo and Babylon, Berlin, the two horses you're going to need to cross. Yeah. So if we can sit outside the leader, that'd be great. If we're one out, one back, I probably don't mind either. I just think eighteen dollars is wrong odds for this horse. Yep. Like his two goes in Group One level. He's one and a half behind Nature Strip, etc. Kosciuszko winner. Yeah, and then he's yeah one is Kosciuszko, and then the new market. I didn't think he was disgraced at all. Two no. and a half lengths behind run. Um, in secret. So yes, he's probably not well in at weight for age, but I just thought a spec at mm. eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on. So we have got Saturday now, and we're going to move to Flemington first. So we're going to go through races five to eight there. Um, again, Jackson. Yeah. Let's have a look, mate. Rail me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need to get you to say that again in a different manner Jackson rail me <laughs> nah give Righto. us a rail Jacko Righto. plus 8 this weekend at Flemington plus um, 8 yeah plus 8 so it's a long way off length of your dick mm-hmm. it was plus 4 um, the the other week so 2 weeks ago it's plus 4 and they were getting a long way off the fence um, I'm anticipating the same to happen. I think they're going to get out to the wider parts of the track. I think that's going to be where your advantages are. Um, early in the day, you always start to see it. You know, races one through to four, normally the on paces are advantage. But as they get further on through the day in those bigger fields, the wider out the better. And similar to Mini Valley, going to be a soft five, but we know how Flemington drains. Um, so let's go through the market here. So we've got race number five is over 2,600 metres. It's the Lexus Roy Higgins. Goldman, top of the market for Gay and Adrian is $2.80. So unusual is there at $4.60 with Solcombe as well. Young Verta is $7. Youth Spirit is 11 with Allegra on at 14s. Aurora Symphony, 26 with Swords Down. Midnight Blue is 46 bucks with Il Paradiso, $67 at the bottom. Goldman rolls forward here for Waterhouse and Bot. I think they're the stable mate in Youth Spirit is drawn the pole. There's only one way for them as well. Aurora, Aurora Symphony, I should say, um, for Simon Wild goes forward from the wide barrier. So unusual and young weather not too far away. Salcombe's ready to fire here, Ned. Around the $6 mark, $5.50. Um, I think it's a fair price. This has always been the target for them. Mm-hmm. It was never going to be too effective at the mile and 2,000 metre trip. It always wanted to get up to here. This is that track and trip where it absolutely destroyed them in its first run in Australia, if you remember. And that's where it really stamped itself as the Melbourne Cup favourite. So Waddle's already come out and said the horse is only going to have three, maybe four starts this prep. So this may be the last time we see it. You'd think they're coming here to play. So there's certain intent here. I'm happy with the $5.50. I'm happy with the Jai McNeil booking. It is going to get back and rely on a bit of speed to be on. But I think with those two Waterhouse runners engaged, it's going to get that set up. So... I'm quite happy to be on Sulcum. I think the save is Young Werther, who's a little bit wider at the $7 mark. It's just the horse that I just... I, I want to catch. I want mm-hmm. to catch him very, very badly. 
because I know there's a win in him, and this is one of those races where it can happen. If he catches a, a horse like Sulcombe and some of the other classy runners on the hop, he's got the fitness on his side. And again, he was another horse that was unlucky third up, so he's coming in with rock-hard fitness. As long as he can handle this trip, I'm happy to have a spec. You're a brave man. 18 starts for only the one win, but I can see what you're saying. It feels like he should be getting a win in this sort of company at some point. I like Sulcombe as well for similar reasons. I think that it's... He's sort of first up run was a bit interesting. I yep. liked him first up a little bit. Yep. And second up run probably wasn't enough pace on for him. The only thing that worries me is if there's just this sole leader in Goldman, mm. is it going to be similar to last start where there's just not enough pace on for it? That's the risk you have to take because with the stable man engaged, there could be a bit of pack riding involved. Mm. They may just make it a sedate tempo and you've got to rely on luck from there. Yeah. I'm with him anyway. Look, I... I just think in terms of class, it's the classiest horse in this field by a fair way. And I thought its win first up over here, last preparation, was just monstrous. So if you can replicate that, you'd think you'd be going very close to winning. Um, Race number six, it's over 1,100 metres. It's the Sunlight Classic. Um, We've got sort of a little two-horse race here in terms of the market, but I know you think otherwise. Mm. What you need is 270 and Benedetta is 290. They were obviously really impressive both of them uh, about two weeks ago Absolutely. at Flemington. So we got recommendation at 11s with Rich Fortune as well. Arctic Fairy, $17. Grease is 23s. Renault Sue is 26 She Dances is there at 31s with La Danseuse Rogue. K- KGB mm. is $34. Wild Bell is 41s with seven vowels at 50s. Seven Act 61. Castilian is 91s. Lincoln Square, 101s. And there's a couple more down there, but I'm running out of fucking breath, Jackson. <laughs> well done, mate. Genuinely, well done. Because it, it's not a, seriously, it's not an easy job. I might say three or four horses' names in the speed maps. You've got to go through the whole fucking kit caboodle. So, Nearly passed out. Well done, mate. Thanks, have, a, have a sip of cab, Sav. Will do. KJB goes forward with recommendation. Lady DD as well. And what you need is drawn wide out. I think they're going to show a bit of speed with Grease not too far away as well. You mentioned the top two in the market. I think the market's got it right with them. It, it will identify one of them, though, coming closer. The punters yeah. always identify one. The big the big real hitters step in towards the end. I think they're going to come for this Benedetta, Ned. I just think... I know it's a dual acceptor for Friday night. That's the that's the first thing we need to sort of, um, you know, claim here because if that horse comes out, then all of a sudden what you need is $1.70, and yeah. then it's probably a non-betting uh, prospect. But in saying that, I hope the horse stays because I like what you need. Mainly, <laughs> mainly, you teed that up. Mainly because it's drawn the better part of the track for me. I'm anticipating the wider parts of the track to be better on Flemington. I'm hoping it's a length or two better um, coming into Saturday. But the horse was exceptional um, first up, and the scary thing about it, it has improvement to come. It still rattled off the best uh, last six and eight hundred meters of that meeting uh, two back at Flemington. So you know it handles the straight, stays at the eleven hundred meters. Was absolutely dominant. Um, first up and with improvement to come whereas Benedetta's been up for a little while I know that it's a you know astute smaller trainer in Jason Warren but I just think it's a horse that's been up for a little while so you want to see it potentially just level out from here mm. and maybe not improve on what it's already done so that's the horse I'm, I'm betting on first in what you need the saver for me recommendation out of the Maran Eustace camp won a group three last time and was very good in doing so it was nice and tough if it gets a lead by itself and potentially pairs off with KGB and they just huddle up towards the middle of the track, it's going to be very tough to run down. So I think $11 is a bit of value for recommendation. Going head-to-head, Benedetta for me, I'm a big fan of this horse, last start, tipped it around that 7 or $8, $8 mark and I thought it was very, very impressive winning by a couple of lengths. Back to the scene of the crime here, we go back to Flemington. Obviously, gate one's probably the one issue. 
as we just watch what you need absolutely space this field. This was arrogant what this horse did. First up. And what I do like about what you need, and I say this all the time, I'm a bit of an eye man. This horse savages lines, mm. loves the line, wants the line. You remember what I said to you before that race for, <laughs> for what you need? Give, let the punters know. All right. So, punters, nine times out of ten, any time a trainer waddles up to the uh, mic before a race... And they ask him, oh, you know, how forward's your horse? It's first up. How's it going to go today? Oh, yeah, you know, he's, he's, I left him a little bit short. He's probably 60 70%, but expecting a bit of improvement on whatever he does today. Double your bet. Triple it. Double your bet. <laughs> That's what I did on Saturday, and we got the cash. Benedetta for me. Impressive last start. I think goes on with the job. I think has a little bit of class on the side there. I think she's destined for better things. Race 7, Australian Cup. We've got the Group 1 down at Flemington. It's over 2,000 metres, and they put together a nice little field. Nothing over the top, but nice enough. Yeah. Cascadian, top of the market after running a very nice second in the All-Star Mile last weekend. is $3.50. Right you are. Gee, this picket fence is growing for this horse. $7. Mwanga, $7.50. Nonconformist, $8.50. Steinem's there after finally breaking through for a win, and we didn't mind her that day. She was solid. $13. Emissari, $15's there with New Marion. Bankmore is $18, Pounding 21s, Virtuous Circle is 26 with Smoke and Romans, and he's a shocker. Campionisa is 27s, Luna Flare 46, El Patroness 71, Regal Power, Yafet, and Bear Story are all hundreds, two hundreds, mm. and more. Cricket scores, whatever you want. I'm fair income. You, Bear, write, you write your own ticket for those ones, mate. Bear Story, 41 bucks the place, have a piece. <laughs> Good little race this, Ned. It's obviously, you know, a massive runners engaged here, but... Not too many natural leaders, so it could be a bit of a walk and sprint here. New Merion drawn towards the inside for Nisham's going to go forward. Smoke and Roman's the Turnbull winner thereabouts as well, with El Patroness, who's an Oaks winner, obviously, as well. They're the first three in running for me. I think Nonconformist is not too far away from the outside, but they've got to leave well. They have to be a bit positive. Uh, right you are would be silly not to go forward from the middle barrier. I think they've got the tactical advantage and the fitness um, edge on most of these runners here. Class of the field, though, is obviously Cascadia Ned. He's just a horse that's super honest. You can always put your trust in him. The big disadvantage, though, is his racing pattern. He's obviously going to get back. And I think considering there's not too much pace on here, on paper, you never know what can happen on the on the weekend. Um, but on paper, there's not too much pace. He's going to be relying on a bit of luck. So I hope that we can get a good steer there from... Melon's on, isn't he? Yeah, Melon. Our boy Melon. Well, <laughs> I... Can, the, the, the operative word here is I hope there's a good steer on Saturday. That's the operative word. Um, but he, he could surprise us and give it a good steer. He's been so, riding okay. Yeah, he, he could surprise us. Um, but Cascadia Ned is, is on top for me. It's obviously the class runner. Came home and got itself in the top 10 as far as last 600 of the day um, over the mile, the all-star mile last weekend. So on the quick backup, backs up here. Um, happy to be on. The saver for me, Ned, I think the one the market has missed is Virtuous Circle. Mm, you love this thing. I've got a bit of time for it. Um, lesser known trainer, but Blake McDougall's booked. I think it's a positive booking. If they can be positive from gate two, it's not a horse that has tactical speed, but you need to real scrub it up and give it a reminder in the first 50. If they can sit midfield and don't need to get back to last, I think it's going to be a chance. It was sort of caught up in that fall in the Australian Guineas. Mm-hmm. Once he straightened up and avoided all that, there's a good piece of riding. Once he straightened up, he matched motors with both Jackano and Elliptical through the line. So he was very, very good through the line. He's now up to 2,000 metres um, off that run. He's third up. There's a sense of timing about him, and he's down in the weight. So I can definitely get interested at the $26 mark there for him. This is the best-weighted horse in, of the century, Cascadian. Mm. 59 kilos in a compressed weight-for-age type setup. 
when you've got Right You Are, who's a horse that's going well and is on the up, but when you have a look at the races that it's been running in, I think it's only gotten to a listed race. It's sort of those open class races. Yep. And meets it level weights. Cascadian is just so, so well in, especially after seeing his performance in a Wait for Rage classic race on the weekend against Brightside, Alligator Blood, these types. When you come back to this field, I think $3.50 is completely wrong. Yep. I think it's over the odds. 2000 for him as well. Any concerns? No concerns yep. for me. Like, even if this... he's, I, I think even if he's a length off his best, it won't matter. Yep. Like, I just think he puts his field away. Yep. Um, and then the each way chance for me, Steinem. I've got to keep following her now after a win. Um, obviously, Pauline at the weights at weight for age level with 57 kilos as mm. a mare. But mm. 2,000 seems to be her go. And she knocked off gold trip last start, which yep. he'd probably be starting top two or three in the market Absolutely. in this race. So I've got to have something on at $13. Yep. Um, final race we're going to cover at Flemington. It's the 1400 meter race eight. It's Choices Flooring Handicap. Thank you, Choices Flooring. Good on you. Elation, top of the market, back, first up, $3.60. Daytona Bay's 420 pinstriped. Are we doing this race? Well, we can do it if you want to, but I'm happy to skip, mate. I sort of got halfway through it. And well, pinstripe, pinstripe's half a chance, put it that way. All right. Pinstripe's half a chance. I, did, I thought it was a bit plain first up, but I don't think we need to cover this one. I did have five to eight written down. Okay. So there you go. You want to cover it? Not one bit. Let's move on. <laughs> um, how good's that? So, Rose Hill. It's, it's our podcast, mate. It we is our podcast. Can I want. get a little, just a little yeah. uh, dash of that stuff I'll while we up, mate. go in between? I'll top you up. Um, only a dash. Only a dash. That'd be good. Um, now, we're going to move to Rose Hill. Oh. Yeah, that <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, mate. Um, Rose Hill, we're moving there. Now, I'm not going to ask you to do the, the rail yet. Okay. I'm going to ask you to do that momentarily. Mm-hmm. What sort of track are we going to get after this rain, this irrigation? Like, we, we, we had, you said that there were sprinklers on last weekend. We fucked the track. What are we going to get? Are oh, we- Ned, make no mistake about it. <laughs> make no mistake about it. The hoses are out right now. <laughs> make absolutely no mistake, right? There hasn't been enough rain. There certainly has not been enough rain. The hoses are out right now. Absolutely, Ned. Okay. They've called the uh, the um, Parramatta Fire Brigade to come down and just back back the trucks up. And just they go, listen, guys. We we thought we were getting fifteen mils. We only got two. We need you. I shouldn't have started, yeah, but I like it. You started me. Sorry, mate. But they do like wetting this track. Like as much as shit you give them, like you're not wrong. Ned, like I say, right? They had the opportunity to run on some beautiful, clean, fast ground over the last three weeks. Opportunity's gone. Gone. Mate, we're going to go through races four to eight at Rose Hill. Yep. But I want you to tell me, what's the rail doing? Do we know yet? Okay, let's have a look. Have we got any information from Tim Bailey? <laughs> so, good four at the moment. I don't know how, but... It's going to be a soft seven. Rest assured. Rest assured. <laughs> so, soft seven plus any irrigation. Um, but yeah, look, expect soft range. The rail's in the plus five position. Last week, they were getting well off the fence um, towards the middle of the day, and then sort of the fence came back on. But now that it's gone a bit further out, you'd expect them to get further off the fence as well. You need horses that are going to be able to handle this ground. And, you know, we could even get a heavy. Dare I say, we haven't seen one for a while, but we could even get a heavy depending on how much rain comes. Wow, that'll be flattening. Um, let's go through it. So we're going to start with race four. It's 2,000 metres. It's the Furphy Neville Selwood Stakes. We've got the Zayrak top of the market, $4. Sunshine Rising's four sixty. Third Realm is seven fifty with Huter at eight dollars, as well as Gear Up. Richie Benno, our mate, that is currently in the 
decomposing bin where we're not allowed to even say his name anymore. So he'll probably win this weekend. He's 11s. No compromises, 13s with Athapa. Athabaskin. Athabaskin. Sorry, my tongue didn't do a little bit there. 13 bucks, fancy man, 15s. And we've got a big gap. Cadre du Noir, 34s. Magical Lagoon is 46. Can I say something about Cadre du Noir? Right. If you are someone that listens to this podcast and you never backed Cadre du Noir when it was around that $2 mark for about eight weeks straight, I don't want you to listen to this podcast anymore. <laughs> I know that everyone listening has backed this horse when it was a $2 chance. I did it 10 times. Yep. Yep. Oh, is this a bit, that one? Speaking of, it, it'll roll forward, mate. <laughs> so, Cadre will go forward, and if there's any sort of pattern that we have seen in the past with these wet decks, um, Cadre could just boot away from it, and then it could take everything from us, mate, if it goes and lobs at 40 to 1. That could be the end of my punting career. As um, but yeah, well, Magical Lagoon <laughs> goes forward from the outside with Zarek not too far away. Um, no compromise staying at the 2,000 metres, drawing the widest barrier. Josh Parr. Ooh, yes. It's not tipping time yet. Joshy yeah. Parr's booked. Well, I'm leaving it there, mate. I don't think I need to talk about the rest of them because they're all getting back, including our mate Richie. No compromise, Ned. $13, $14 at the moment, depending on where you're betting, you could get better. Josh Parr booked now this week. Mm. He was lame last time out, so for me, it's a forgive. I know you wanted to have seen more second up, but this has just been a building, and we know what it does for his stays. He just builds them through a campaign. They're never going to do anything until third up anyway. Mm-hmm. He arrives here third up. He's lame. That's why we're getting the better price. As long as that issue's been sorted out, and Waller wouldn't turn him up here if it's not, the horse is going to be a big chance. He was enormous first up over an unfavorable trip. He had one of the best closing splits on that day through the line. Absolutely hammered the line. Um, and then he obviously was lame second up, so I'm happy to forgive. I think at the price, he's the best each-way value of the day for me. The obvious danger, though, was Zarek, who was a very, very good run in that same race behind Protagonist. Um, there's a bit of an opinion round for that horse as well. So if you're happy to take that form going in, I think Zarek's the main danger. Um, happy to have something on it, but no compromise. I think it's excellent each-way value. Interesting. I, I like Zarek. I think he's a massive chance. Obviously, 1,400-meter win first up was fantastic. Then coming from the back against Protagonist as well, I thought really, really good. Stepping to 2,000 now appears to be... Ready to peak third up as well. I've been running super. The horse has sort of always shown some sort of ability, but I don't know if he's ever run in this sort of fashion the way he has first and second up. So mm. hopefully he continues to go on with it. With no compromise for me, I've just, I just don't understand how you can be lame two weeks ago and then all of a sudden you're ready to go. I don't get it. Yeah. I'm, look, no, I'm no vet. Yeah. I don't want to be a vet, but well, I don't get it. Yeah, look, I, I don't pretend to get every everything back to front anyway, but... You have to put your faith in the trainers. They're not going to turn a horse up that's not 100% right, especially mm. a top-line trainer like Waller, who's basically the best in Sydney, or he is the best in Sydney. Um, they're not going to turn a horse up if it's not 110%. What about this fucking sunshine rising, Ned? Yeah, we've left it out. Like, five starts on the on the wet, never missed the top three. Mm. Newnham, sort of, he's, he's starting to have his sort of swan song before he goes over to Hong Kong. Is he going to do a clean-up beforehand? You know, what's the story there? Nash on. Nash on. There's a, there's a bit of timing about it as well. That's the one that's the real headache for me, third up. But um, I'll have to stick to my guns, mate. For sure. Um, race number five, it's over 1,200 metres. It's the Star Kingdom. We got we own a smart one. It's $6.50. Cole Crusher's there at $8. Waihaha Falls is 8 as well. Bacchanalia, $9 with Clemenceau as well. Athelric is 10 with Kalino. Dajran is $16. Gravina, 17s. Never Talk, 21s. 
Hard Empire, $27 with Brutality and Kips Bay first up. Shelby, 66 is 35s. JoJo was a man. Rangers are both 40s. Flying Crazy, The Face, Dalcini are all there at 60s, 70s. Yeah, absolute nightmare race this net. I thought we aren't a smart one was going to go forward first up. Uh, Ryan Maloney comes down to take that right. Dajran and Cole Crush are drawn inside not too far away. Clement Soda show a bit of speed with The Face as well um, to roll forward, but there could be any number of surprises outside of them. So keep your eye on the first 200 metres because they could be handlebars down. Wide open race, Ned, but the one that I want to have something small on is We Own a Smart One. I know it's the favourite, but it's a, what is it, $650 yeah, favourite at the moment? $650, mate. There you go. So the last time we saw this horse in Sydney, it came down at a good crack. Was unlucky not to beat Rocketing By um, in the Sydney Stakes. That was its first run down in Sydney. And then went um, to that 1300 metre race. I can't remember the name of it. The Private Eye one that just fucking, he was, oh, too, yeah. he was too good on that day. Yeah. Um, but the horses that beat him that day were Mazu, Private Eye, and Kementari. So that's the form you want to take into a sprint race first up. He's won that trial in between. As I say, Ryan Maloney comes down to take the ride. If they can lead and get a soft lead in that, and he's fit enough, I think he's the one I want to be on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm just... An interesting one for me, especially if it's going to be a soft seven or a soft eight, is Gravina the wrong odds. Mm. She goes pretty good in the wet. She's $17. She ran second the other day. That was in behind Think About It, who's on the up. Mm. Is she, <laughs> you're not convinced? Well, the is re- she the, the wrong odds? The, re- the reason you're not convincing me is because she's a gilding. That's, sorry, that, that's, hey, that's, that's hey, the, hey, that's hey, the sorry, reason. my bad, my bad, my but, bad. But, um, yes, she is interesting me. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, look, Gravina's a horse that you have to keep on side, um, especially with the wet being around. It loves to get the toe in. We know what the horse does. It's definitely a step up in class for it, but you can't ignore. I'm going to have something on. Mm. Her, him, they, it, it, they, them, they. Z, what are the ones these days? Z? Z. We, we better stop. We better stop. Uh, race number six is the 1500 Canadian Club M Emancipation. We've got Statement, $4.40 from Ireland is top of the market. Route 750, a tissue 950. That's a dual acceptor as well, a tissue. Torjean is $10 with Mirror Vision. Mustang Valley. How good is that? Mustang Larkspur Run is 15s. Going Global 18s with Promise of Success and Argentia. Fine points there at 20 bucks. Times Square is 26 with More Secrets. Cliffs Art, 31s. More Profits, 35s with Dynasties and Reduna. Bring the Ramsam rounds them out at 71s. Torajin rolls forward. Larkspur run for Cummings not too far away. Mirror Vision got a bit of race fitness now with Raduna not too far away. They're probably the first three or four. And I think Fine Point is positive from Gate 6 as well. Mustang Sally, not too far away, mate. <laughs> That's good to hear. Yeah. Statement, Ned. Dang. I'm making a statement with statement. Let's make it. Right. Hopefully they can show a bit of um, positivity there from Gate 2. John Allen's obviously come over to take this ride. There's your tip straight away. Victorian-based jockey, that Irish connection, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but comes over to take this ride, and I haven't had a good look through, but I don't think he's got many other notable rides throughout the day, so mm-hmm. this is his. This is the reason he's come over to take this ride. I think this horse meets a group of Tier 2 and Tier 3 stayers. You look across the page, Roots is in the market. It was pretty plain for me second up. I thought she gave up over the 1,500. Line. 1,600, I should say. She's back in trip, so you know can't get too interested there. This is the horse for me that has a bit of timing about it, the only issue I could find it, I could not find a public trial for it, which yeah. is a concern. It's Joseph O'Brien, though. You just got to trust you him. You just have to trust him because he's one of the best in the world. 
You just have to put your faith that they're coming over here. This is a target for them. As long as they're not waiting for targets second and third up, this is the horse I want to be on. Absolutely flogged them in Ireland um, last time out. It's got two stakes wins over there. And as a three-year-old, got run down by alcohol-free, which is one of the best horses in the world. Yeah. I can't tip anything else. When I look at Roots' as second favourite... I just, I've got a complete line through her at the moment. I've just, she's been super costly for me, and I just don't like the way that she's going about it at the moment. So I'm with Statement as well. I think $4.40 to find out. Don't worry about the trial. Yep. Just have a play. This is your trial. Well, that's why we, if, if there was a trial and it's sort of boxed on the third, it's $3. Yeah, definitely. Um, next race here, we've got the first group one. It's the Vinery Stud Stakes. Prowess top this of the market. can't be a group one, can it? Fuck me. It is, isn't it? Jesus. Am I right? Nah, you're right, but I'm just looking oh, at this right. shit going, what is this? Yeah, this is a disappointing field, but I think there's a bet in it. Oh, there's a bet, but fuck, there's always <laughs> a bet, Ned. But Jesus. <laughs> Prowess Jesus. is 260. Pavitra's 330. Fireburn, can you believe it, is $8. Call D, 13. Soul Choice, 14. Pierosa is $15. So Dazzling, 23. <laughs> I'm not going to keep going. Honestly. Tough roll call. Soul choice. I said to you (laughs) this afternoon, soul choice is a $14 chance in a group one. This horse is coming out of open grade in Launceston and Hobart. Listen, we're not, we're not knocking anyone here. That's not what we do. We're not, we're not couch potatoes and couch punters, mate. I'm a bit of a couch potato. I'm not a horse though. That's right. That's right. Well, the food there, there was a bit of stick given to the inevitable, who's obviously the best horse over there, but he's come up and, and run an enormous race in the All-Star Mile on the yeah. weekend. But he's the yardstick over there. He's well above anything else down there as far as I've seen. The only other horse that comes to mind is Mystic Journey. Mm. So they're the only two that come to mind. I would be confident in saying that Soul Choice is not of that ilk. <laughs> Soul Choice goes forward, Ned. Oh, so it's a front-running... So it's a front-running Tassie, Right. <laughs> Pavitra, not too far away, with Prowess also thereabouts coming up from New Zealand. The rest of the horses look to get back and find their spot. There can always be surprises being a Group 1 worth. Somehow it's worth 600000 Ned. The binary stud. My horse ran on the weekend, and, you know, I know it's it's distances. You're comparing apples to oranges, but you're talking about horses that are in different, cut, like, fucking classes. It was 160 grand on the weekend, mm-hmm. and you look at this shit, it's 600000 But anyway, justice is out the window. I'm with Prowess, Ned. The, the New Zealand Same. the New Zealand um, filly she's just a, an absolute star she's beaten um, the horse that came up in Flemington La Creek La Creek but the horse that's in, in Flemington as well Camp, Campionessa oh yeah Campionessa Campionessa yeah. she toughed it out when that horse came up and eyeballed her and yes La Creek was back in third we know the, the opinion around for that horse she's a three year old taking on the older horses that day and was still too good in a group one down there so if she can sort of roll forward, sit second or third in running and park off Pervitra's back, who's her main danger, just check off heels and it'll be a good night. Mark Zara is obviously the experienced campaigner on board, so I'm happy to, to be with her at the $2, what have we got, two seventy at the moment? Two sixty, two seventy. Pretty happy with that. I think that's a good bet. The only bet in this field for me. This has got to be one of the better bets on the card, doesn't it? Yeah. So I think even, even soft ground, like it's had three cracks on the soft for three wins. Yep. There's... there's Enough to say that no matter what the conditions are, this horse is going to be going well. Mm. The race just doesn't bat deep at all. So I'm all over it. I think 260 is a fine price. I wouldn't be surprised if they come through it a little bit. Zara's obviously left Australian Cup Day to come up and has taken this ride as well, which is always a nice little push in itself. But prowess for both of us. Last race we're going to cover in Sydney. It's the Tankred. It's the other group one for the day. And we've got Gold Trip, top of the market, 420. Montefilia, 460. Cleveland, $6.50. Also for Joseph O'Brien. 
Knights Order 950, Van de Clare, $11. Arapaho is 12 with Sir Lucan. King Frankel, 14. Stockman, 16. Explosive Jack, 21s. Saracen Knight is 51. Salino is 100s with Tappy's Lad. Two or three horses that go forward here, Ned. Knights Order, obviously, we know what they're doing. Kings Frankel, um, not too far away with Sir Lucan. Arapaho is another horse for Bjorn Baker that can show a bit of speed. Van de Clare, I'm not sure what they're going to do. I'm anticipating them to go back from the wide barrier. Gold Trip, obviously, starting point, Melbourne Cup winner. This is the obviously the um, the horse that Zara's come up for, so it's that that's the first tip. I just want to bet around it. I just haven't seen enough in it this campaign to, to really get involved. I think they're really gearing up for a Melbourne Cup defence later on. First up, yes. Second up, mm. not so much. But is that a bit of second up syndrome maybe? Yeah, a bit, a bit of flatness because that first start run came off a really, really hot tempo off a nice, decent break. So you can forgive that second up flatness. So And the market's respecting it here for good reason. On with Monty Ned. I, I think this is, um, this is a bit of timing about her. She's been super her first two runs back. She's up to the 2,400 now. She know We know she excels here. But the big advantage for her is the wet deck coming into yeah. Saturday, which is just, she absolutely thrives in it. I think back to her, uh, it was the Rambet or the Tancred she beat very elegant in. Very elegant was $1.50. Yeah, she was five bucks, knocked off the $1.40 mm. pop. That was on a wet deck that day. Um, you know, I just, I keep thinking back to that run. There's a definite sense of timing about her. David Payne will have her absolutely wound up for this assignment, so I'm all over it around that mark there at $5. Well, they've gone the exact same campaign too. They're peaking third up here. It's what they did when they knocked off Very Elegant that day, and yeah. I think there's only improvement to come. I thought Montefilio was fantastic second up behind Dubai Honor. That's looking like some serious form line as well now. We obviously can only say what we can say about the horse from one run, but he's looking like he's going to be shaping up as a pretty good sort of test for Animo. If you're a couple of lengths off that in a race like this, I think Montefilio is going to be a massive chance. I'm with you. Like I've obviously tipped Monty, but how far off a horse do you have to be for it to be called a form line? Because if you're if you're racing at um, okay. if you're racing at Canterbury and the horse that that's won is in fucking is, is finished at the post at Ramwick. Mm. You're talking about two different sets of horses. Fair but enough. I'm with you. I'm tipping Monty. I just think that horse Dubai on not to be stuck on that, was in a yeah. different level. Different level. Just sure. a completely different horse. Yeah. No, nah, I can agree. Can agree. I just thought she did She did rattle home really yeah. well. I thought the way she attacked up. the line, she was really good. Absolutely. So I'm hoping third up here, 2,400, sticking a lot of boxes. Mm. Mate... That's the end. So it's the end of Flemington. It's the end of Rose Hill. You want to do a Doncaster prelude? Mate, I've got four to eight on here. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it, mate. It's, fucking, do... it's almost 11 Do you PM. like anything? Well, World War was half a chance at 15 to one. That's the only thing I would have tipped. Didn't mind World War. Yeah, third up, Kerry McAvoy on. He's not one of mine, but I thought <laughs> I thought World War was half a chance with Chris Waller third up. That's all. Okay, well, I couldn't tip you one, so Fair my enough. bad. It's a, dart, it's a dartboard race anyway. Okay. Dartboard race anyway. It's not the Doncaster Prelude anyway, I'll tell you that much. So whatever they're calling it, don't fucking worry about <laughs> it. Um, have you got any best westerns for us this yeah. week? Yeah, we do. Or we completely into your show with this? Yeah, we do. W.A. Oaks. Hang on. Okay, right, you're going to do it. Just give us a second. Okay, okay mate. All right. <clears throat> I went to church this week. I'm not Catholic. I'm not anything. <laughs> I tried something different because we look, we're obviously struggling a little bit at the moment with this thing. I've built it up week on week. I've tried different things, you know. Talk about the groceries. I talk about the, the supermarket. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about, I don't know, the newspaper. There's all these different Everything. things. So I thought, yeah. fuck it. I'm going to mm-hmm. church. <laughs> I sat in front of this priest and he sort of said, son, son, have you sinned? Mm. I said, no, I haven't sinned, Father, but 
I'm looking for something. <laughs> I need a sign for the Best Western, and mm. I'm hoping that it gave you something in bed last night when I was there. <sighs> yes, that might be the yeah, crookest. Yeah, yes, it, yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> Ned, Saturday hurt for a couple of reasons. Number one, it was the first time in eight attempts we'd missed the top three. Mm. Eight attempts. Last. Number two, mm-hmm. Chris Parnham decided not to get the horse on the track at any stage of the race. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, the opinion I have of that jockey, right? One of the best. But the punters don't forgive. So I need to just cop it on the chin and bounce the fuck back. But you know who we're bouncing back with? Chrissy Parnham. Chrissy Parnham. Oh, good man. W.A. Oaks, right? Good race. I think the mistake I've been making, Ned, I've been going off too early in the day. Mm. What's the point of having the best Western if it's on at four o'clock when there's two more races in, in Flemington and Rose Hill? So you've adjusted. What's the point? Let's go all the way to the second last. What time we've got here? 7.55, right? I already feel better. As you're getting in the cab, you, you're at the post-race entertainment. They had mm. Birds of Tokyo or someone the fuck there last time. I don't know who it was, but you've just seen Birds of Tokyo. You, you're walking down the track. You've got the uh, the Uber, Uber app open. You're ready to go, right? Oh, fuck. It's 7.52. Best Western's on in three minutes. Who we got? Mm-hmm. She's fit. Number three, Chris Parnham. $2.50. Mm-hmm. Second favourite, also $2.50. We flogged by half of the length of the straight last time, so I haven't worked out these prices yet, Ned. <laughs> They're going to adjust, certainly going to adjust. We're going to sit third or fourth in running just off them. The leader, Admiration Express, is the main danger going forward. That horse just completely fell in a hole over 2200 last time. We were absolutely charging through the line, so... Chrissy Parnham cannot have it six wide from gate three. Mm-hmm. I hope he can't. As long as that's not the case, this horse is going to go very, very, very close to winning. I'm all over it at 250. Best on the card. Race eight, number three. She's fit. Chris Parnham. Best Western will be back. Mark my words. Wow. Okay, there's a statement. Speaking of statements, don't mind statement earlier in the day. So good luck to She's Fit. And that is a very nice statement. So thank you, Father, for sending Jackson that in his sleep the other night. Um, pretty crook way to finish. I reckon that was the crookest build-up I've ever done to a Best Western. That's up there. That's up I'm there. I'm really sorry about that. Um, if you are Catholic, don't take it any, any way other than I'm just having a joke around. But mm. I definitely did go to church and ask for a Best Western tip. Um, next Wednesday... Yes. Right. This is the big thing. Special event. Charity event out at Royal Ramwick. Annabelle Nisham hosting, or Annabelle Nisham racing hosting, I should say. Our special guest, Robbie Dolan, is the entertainment, um, hosted by Richo down there from, he's come across from Melbourne. That's a, a pretty big jockey book in there. Lizzie Jelfs will be there. Chad Schofield. I hope he's okay from Saturday, but mate, listen, I love you on Swiss Exile. I love you. I, I think it's a great partnership, so I'm looking forward to seeing you, mate. And obviously the big fella, Tom Marquin. They'll all be there next Wednesday, mate, down Sorry. at Royal Randwick for the. It's called a Night Under the Stars down there. So get down. We've got some free tickets to give out. So make sure you message us, guys. We'll shoot you through those tickets. Six thirty p.m. next week, Wednesday the 29th of March at Randwick. Make sure you get down there um, and support a good cause, guys. A Night Under the Stars, <laughs> ten tickets. We're giving them away. Absolutely. Flick us a message. That's right. Writing for the disabled guys, obviously the cause. So. Get down there for that, and uh, big week coming up, mate, for us on Saturday. Good luck, punters. Cheers, punters.